David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shans himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you'll also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com and three two one you're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. All right. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast, man. We find the dopest people to explain what they do in a dope way. So I have my friend. Okay. First off, throughout the conversation, just know she really likes me. Okay. <laughs> she really like, I, I I'm really... It's not going to seem like it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is my my, my homie, my uh, my coach. Um, she be over me all the time because this is definitely our second interview, but I messed up the audio. So that's yes. why you're going to be like, yo, she doesn't really like it very much. But she does. <laughs> she does. I promise you. So um, welcome to the show. Thank, thanks for having me again. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always it. excited to come here. Are you? Yeah. Oh, no, that's yeah. good. That's good. You wasn't excited earlier. It's like, don't make sure, make sure yeah. it's right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, for the people. Absolutely. Well, we're going to jump into it because, um, again, you are, uh, you've been teaching me so much in terms of teaching and educating because you are an educator, right? But mm-hmm. I'll let you introduce mm-hmm. yourself. Well, um, I really don't know why I'm here. I don't know why this guy wants me. <laughs> oh, y'all going to find out in just a minute. In this seat. Um, but I am, um, an educator of about 16 years. Um, I'm, I've been out outside of the classroom for about four years now. Um, education is, is what I do. When you say outside of the classroom, what do you mean? Well, I don't necessarily, um, work directly with scholars anymore. So my goal is to impact adults and then their practices should change and it impacts scholars. Gotcha. And uh, you got me um, using the right terminology of scholars, right? So where does that come from? All right. So the they're not kids, of, students, children. And we just had this conversation, of, of, you know, a few seconds ago about what's higher. Some mm-hmm. words are just more sophisticated than others, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we've had this debate at work, too, like... Uh, should we call them students? Or, and, you, and, you know, most of my work is in the poverty-stricken areas, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of them don't really want to call them scholars. But I have always called my, my, my scholars scholars because um, I give them something to live up to. And, mm-hmm. and that's my expectation for them. Scholar is higher than student. So even if they're not being a scholar at the time, I remind them of what a scholar looks like or what the, how a scholar behaves. So, you know, if, if, a, if a scholar is, you know, misbehaving, we don't necessarily say, you know, you, you're, 
you're acting like a thug or you're acting like such and such. No, I redirect the behavior to say, you know, now that's not what a scholar does. You know, our mm. scholar comes to school prepared. They have yeah. their pencils, they have their paper, they come with their homework. You know, they are setting examples for others. So it's like almost like speaking those things that are not as though they were, mm -hmm. you know, and then you'll start to see them act yeah. like scholars versus sure. students. Sure. And then they'll start to call themselves that as well, you know. Mm. So I want I want to start back on like how you got into this uh, into this space. But um, you maybe I don't I don't know how recently, but you had a life changing scenario situation where you lost a lot of weight, right? When did you? So, yeah. When 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 that did that start? That was a long time ago. Really, how long ago? It was a long time ago. Well, I'm going on about. Almost 10 years now. 10 years. Yeah. When I relocated to Atlanta almost 11 years ago um, was when I started to actually change lifestyle as it relates to health, wellness, fitness. Yeah, here's the crazy thing. Because you you work out, because I see it like stories, you work out like you just lost the weight. Like you try to keep it yes. off. For sure. Yes, because that's the, people don't understand that. They think that you can lose the weight and chill. And just get dressed, go to all the parties, the events, have a a, mm. a great time. But it's actually harder to keep the weight off than it is to actually lose the weight. Mm. Because your body has really gotten adjusted to what you've been doing. Yeah. So, for instance, I've been pretty, I've been maintaining my weight loss, not necessarily trying to lose any more weight. And if I wanted to lose some more weight, I would really have to go on like a strict diet. Mm. So I would even go further than what I'm doing right now yeah. because my body is pretty much maintaining my current weight. So it's not a situation where you have to, you can just go and lose the weight and then say, I'm good. Forget that. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. You really have to take it up a notch. Like you, you got to go yeah, up sure. when you can't get, cause if you get comfortable, mm. That old you is coming back and listen, you blink your eye and you back where you started. <laughs> right. How what what's what was your max weight? So I'm and let's let's just make let me make this clear is that I'm I'm only five three. So I wear a lot of heels and I appear to be taller than, you know, what people think I am. So I carry my weight different. Mm. Um so height has a lot to do with it. You know, mm. like when I talk to you about your stomach. Mm. When it's sometimes bulging. Well, why don't you make this about me? <laughs> like, no, 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 I'm, I'm all right. Sometimes it's bulging out of your video in pictures and stuff, and I screenshot it and send it to you, right? They they wasn't but, even noticing that but, until you said but, so. But you can push back from a soda, and instantly the, it changes, right? Because look how tall <laughs> See, you I are. See, I put my arm over here just <laughs> like, okay, go ahead. Look I'm how sorry. tall you are, though. Look yeah, how tall you are compared sure. to me. So I carried away different. So imagine me being 5'3", weighing over 230 pounds. Mm. That's extremely unhealthy. Like, wow. And, and large and obese, all of those things. So, you know, but, you know, when you're larger, you just do extra. You know, you, you, know, you get your hair done, nails done, all those things. Mm. But it really is not about what it looks like for me. I'm, well, I'm way past that. Mm. Um, if it was just about what it looked like, I probably wouldn't still be going. Mm. Um, because I feel like I look just fine, mm. but it's all about the inside. And when you're going to the doctor and the doctor's kind of checking you off on all these boxes, like you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. And then it also taps into your mental space mm. because now working out helps me deal with people. Like how so? Because if I don't work out in the morning before I go to the job site, 
It's like <laughs> the whole mood shifts. Right, right. You know? For sure. Like some people are coming in in the morning and they're dragging, but I'm like, good morning, good morning, good morning. I've been up since 3.40. So I've taken the time to work on me and do what I need to do so that I can come in and give 110% on the job site. Mm. Some people are still asleep, you know, and like, oh, I'm just dragging. But I've already gotten through that phase because I'm, I've been up. Yeah. Right. So it really helps me deal with people. It, it helps me with my social skills and things of that nature. So I never go to work without working out. It's... Wow. I, I, I've never even heard that perspective. <laughs> if you try it and, and you start to, to get that feeling, you like this really helps me get myself centered, yeah. you know, for the day. You know, right. and I'm ready to take on whatever the day may bring because I've taken a little bit of time. It's a sacrifice now. Mm-hmm. It's I make some sacrifices to do that because I don't watch TV during the week. Um, you know, it's it's I go to bed early. You know that when yeah. you text me late, and, right? And I, you know, and, and what's going to sure. start happening is I'm going to start responding when I get up at three forty, right? Because the people keep playing She's with my me. rest. I'm like, yo, I, I I got the curriculum. It's no, done. It's, I I, I, I know her face. It's like <laughs> the next morning, I'm like, man, I've been asleep like a long time. Mm-hmm. So because your rest is important, in order to get up, you got to go down. That's just what it is. So, I like that. So, so before, let's go back before you were, you know, over 230 pounds. What was the thing that made you say this can't be my life? So it's a lot of health related deaths. Like, Mm. it's that serious. Like, at what point... In your family? In the family, in the family. So, but at what point does the light bulb come on and you say, you know what, I got to do something different, you know, before it actually hits you. So, you know, I have a lot of... You may see me pay um, a lot of respect to my cousin who died of breast cancer, and she was just, you know, 42 years old. And it came back the second time with a vengeance. Mm. And not to say that... You know, when it came the first time and she beat it, that she, you know, straightened everything out. You know what I mean? As it related to health. Um, My uncle died in church of a heart attack. You know, my cousin, who was maybe like 32 at the time, went to sleep, never woke up. Her, her, Her teenagers found her dead. And later we found out it was because of hypertension. So at the time I was reaching 30 something. So I was like, you know what? I need to do something different. You know, this is clearly, and we're all two sisters, children. That's how close this is. And a lot of cancer just running through my, uh, my family, a lot of high blood pressure. So, and I had just relocated to Atlanta. So I said, you know, it seems like the gym is the thing to do. That's what everybody's doing. So I'm going to do it. And um, I was, I had a trainer and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, Tiss, she's my, she's my I'll trainer. Me, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm literally paying this lady. And I yo-yo for an entire year. Yo-yo, what do you mean? Meaning lose and gain the same five pounds for an entire year. Mm. Until, because I wouldn't commit to the diet, the nutrition part. I was doing you the workout. You up and down five pounds for a year. For over a year. Wow. While I was paying this lady money. So mm. that lets you know that I wasn't committed to the process, right? Yeah. Um, and then that's when my cousin died in her sleep of hypertension and we were all very close in age. And then I was like, Hey, this, I got it. This can't be life. Like you got to really start fully committing to this work and to this process because I was next in line, literally Mm. next in line. 
And that's how you probably saw it in your head, like, wow, family, family, yeah, yeah, yeah. family, it's coming to me. Exactly. And so that's one of the reasons why I tell my story a lot, because my hope is, is that people don't let that be their family. Yeah. You know, like I expose all my family business without their permission, you right. know, <laughs> but right, right. the hope is, is that someone looks at it and say, you know, I want to be an inspiration for my family so that these things don't run rapid through my family and I'm burying you know, family member after family member after family member. Mm. Because this is how we were raised, you know. We ate good every day right, of right. the week. Like Sunday meals, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we didn't know any better. It mm. was for it was because of a lack of knowledge. You know. So so you were when you when you were working with Tess, were you consistent with the workouts? I was consistent with the workouts. Killing the workouts. Killing the workouts. Showing up, letting her kill me Up every and down day. five pounds. Up and down five pounds for over a year. Tisley came into my house and literally cleaned out my cabinets, my refrigerator. Mm. It was some things I did not know. Like if you say I can eat veggies, I was eating them from the can. I didn't know any better, right? And she's like, Denisha, look at the sodium in this. But they veggies, so, though. Yeah, exactly. You know and I was like, what are you talking about? I had to be taught all these things because yeah. I did not know, which is also another thing when you're looking at finding a trainer. Make sure you find someone that's in it for more than just the money because that yeah. wasn't something that I paid her to do. She just literally saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Yeah. I didn't see training for my life in me. She saw that in me long before... I was ever able to birth that. Mm. So she gave me way more than what I paid for yeah. because she's really into fitness, into helping people. And that's what you got to look for when you're thinking about, you know, putting your health in somebody's hands. It can't just be about the money. Wow. Got to be, a, it has to be about more than that. So as soon as you, cause I, I think a major key is you are consistent with the workouts. Like yeah. the first step Killing is, them. At least getting consistent with the work, even ain't a that got to be discouraging though to be like working out this often and not losing. Yeah, not it's losing very it. discouraging. Why didn't you quit? I mean, it's a good. It, I found my why, you know, and and it's the same thing that keeps me getting up every single day, you mm. know, because you know I I have people that first of all look to me for inspiration, um, you know, and the first person I'm trying to be is me. Yeah. My I'm my competition every single day mm. um, because if you've ever been overweight, you have a great chance of being overweight again, yeah. right, if you don't stay on top of it. So that old me is like sitting on my shoulder, literally mm. waking, waiting for her opportunity to take over again. And mm. so I have to fight her every single day when she says, rest this morning. Don't get up. Don't get up. And I have to fight. I have to dig into my why. If the why is not strong enough, then you'll make a million and one excuses. But mine is solid. Like, it is completely solid. Centered around death. Centered around how I feel. I feel better. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the looks are the last thing. That's at the bottom. Yeah. At the bottom. But the way I feel, the way I'm able to go into work, approach people, handle situations, a lot of that has to do with because my health is in a different place now. Mm. You know? And then also able to help other people along the way. That also helps out. So my why is solid. Um, I think when I was yo-yoing, I hadn't found that yet. But I did. I wasn't so lost that I didn't quit. But I really hadn't found why I really needed to keep going until my cousin lost her life. And it mm. shouldn't get to that point. Yeah, like I, sure. we had too many, you know, signs prior to that happening right, right, when right. we should have kind of shifted and 
did what we were supposed to do. Now, what God has for me is going to come on me and he'll give me the strength to fight it. But I don't think that I should be uh, just, you know, welcoming it all. Right, 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 right. Eating everything in the world and not caring, taking care of my temple, you know. Mm. So I'm going to do my part. And hopefully, you know, if anything ever comes my way, I'm able to, you know, handle it. Absolutely. And I know you said looks are like the last thing, but as you start losing this weight, like you, your prospects. Listen, let me tell I, you I something. I know their prospects. I looked up, though. good at over I know 230 you look- pounds. I was killing it. I understand. This is one of the reasons why I stayed overweight for so long, because I, I felt like I was doing it. Right? <laughs> I heard that. Big girl, like I was a... <laughs> Hey, I was I had the no problem. spokesperson for the big girls doing it well. Mm. What are you talking about? You were I was blinded by all of that because I kept myself together. You know, if you look mm. at all my before pictures, I'm <laughs> what? Hand on, on hip. <laughs> yes, <Come> yes. On. <laughs> look at them. Look at them. You don't see me frowning in any of them. Mm. I'm serving. I, I I know you were serving. So, so it's definitely it definitely wasn't a confidence thing for mm-hmm. me. So that I didn't have to I didn't have to battle with that because I've always loved the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. Out of it's you know self love is where all of that begins. And then mm-hmm. I also believe that I've conquered some battles in my life prior to ever getting to just fitness because people wonder how can you you know keep this going, but I feel like I've always had it in me to do whatever I decide to do and put my mind towards well. I don't think you know this, but I've, I used to be uh, in the fall in foster home for about five or six years. Really? Yeah. So you for, I went in at 13 and I stayed there until right up until before I was going to go to college. Really? Yeah. Came out of that thing better, even though it was a turmoil situation. It wasn't, it wasn't the best situation, but I was determined not to become a product of my environment, right? Mm-hmm. So mom had just went left, drugs, all of this, went, got up one day, went and checked her, went to the uh, police department and was like, I can't do this. You know, they put her on the crazy floor, right? My brother went back to Jersey because we're from Jersey. Older um, brother? Older brother went back to Jersey. What part of Jersey? Brick City, Newark. So he went back to Jersey with his dad. My sister and I, which is also another part of my why, no one in my family took us. Like, nobody stepped up. My mom had, there was it was like 15 of them. Nobody took up, stepped up and took us. So we ended up in foster care. Hold on, where was your father? So father never been around. He and my mom, when I was younger, had a dispute around him wanting to keep me and her wanting to keep me. And then she kind of took me and and we left. Yeah. So we left Jersey. Wow. Okay. So y'all left Jersey and moved where? To Alabama. What part? Dothan. Dothan, Alabama. Dothan, Alabama. Y'all moved to Dothan, Alabama. It's your mom, you, your brother, and your sister. Yeah. How old is your brother? How old was your brother at this time? We're doorstep. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 now, so he's like 42, and my sister is like 39. We're, we're that close. So at this point, your brother was 15, yeah, and he went back to Jersey. He went back to Jersey. With who? With his father. His father, he and my sister have the same father. I don't. Oh. And then also him being a guy. Why I your think, sister ain't go with, his, with her brother? Because they wanted to keep uh, my sister and I together. 
So, you know, mm. we're sisters. You know what I mean? You know, I was just painting this picture in my head, like, y'all at the house, your mom goes to the police. We were bro- at the house. And your brother's like, all right, y'all, I'm out of here. No, no, he no, 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 not like that. Okay. It was like when it came down to where are these kids going? Gotcha. You know, my brother is like, you know, his dad is like, he's going to take him, you know. Gotcha. And then my sister, they didn't want to split us up. We're girls. We just, you know, and we're really, we're really close. Why didn't he fight for your? And I, maybe you don't know the answer, but I, I know if if I have a son and a daughter, and then there's a a, a step. I guess you'd be his stepdaughter. Yeah. No, not really though. Because... But no, no, no. They were never married. So and he's gotcha. never. And so you can. It's like my brother, his his dad, my his dad, my mom, and then they separate, right? Right. But I'm saying, and then my mom go have me. And right. then they get hooked back up again back and have my sister. You see gotcha. what I'm saying? So, and then he's a guy. And if you've ever lived in Brick City, it's, it's not easy living mm. there, you know. So, but he could handle that. And I'm not saying when he went back, he had his best of days because he was in the streets and all of that and got cut up by a machete. All kinds of things mm. happened. My mom even went back to Jersey. Once she got out of the hospital, she went back to Jersey. Mm. My sister and I went to foster care. Wow. So we stayed, my mom and my brother were in Jersey together. She's still processing, still going through her situations. Um, and then, you know, everybody has to find their own path. You know, mm-hmm. I, I never held any of it against her. Um, loved her just like, you know, nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but because she came back for us. Like mm-hmm. she came back, got through a program, got clean, got saved. And I was a senior in high school, and she started fighting to get us back. Mm. And so we went through counseling, all of these types of things. And um, the foster home wasn't the best situation. It was rocky. You know, the mom, the foster mom was a little just, it was difficult. Yeah. We I experienced some difficult days there. Like, um, we used to do some stuff. And see, this is this is what I talk to people about sometimes with when you think about a person's drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not know everything that or why they keep going. Like, for instance, in that foster home, we didn't have hot water. So we would have to warm our hot water up, put it in the tub, or put it in the pan to take a bath. This was Christmas morning. I might have been, like, in the 11th grade, I think, Um had just got some new shoes from my my social worker, had them on, had some leggings on, and I was warming my water for my bath. So I would take it from the stove to the sink and then pouring it, and I slipped and fell. So all of this hot water fell on top of me. Mm. You know, back then, you know, people don't know what to do for a burn. So we went and uh, did uh, trying to put uh, butter on it, you know, but that was really like cooking, my literally cooking my legs at the time. Coming out of the tights, blisters just start popping up all over. Boom, boom. So my foster mom is at church at the time, so we have to call the ambulance to come and get me, go to the hospital, and I think this is one of the most discouraging things that I've ever heard her say. As I'm laying there, and they're trying to put ice to cool these my legs off to try to stop the burns, she comes in, and, and, and the doctor is like, you know, do you know what happened to this? And she said, yeah, she was cooking. So this is these are the type of situations that some foster homes or some foster children have to go through. And so you're really on mute. You don't really have a voice, mm. you know. So I'm just like, wow. wow. So I go through intensive 
uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, because they have to graft. I mean, not graft. I didn't have to do any grafting, but they have to take all of that dead skin off. Just imagine how painful that is. And every day you're going and sitting in a whirlpool, getting wrapped up, all these kind of mm. things, you know. At what age? So I'm about 17 at the time. Wow. Yeah, 16, 17 at the time. And, and then you get put back in that home, right? And so you're telling your social worker, that's not how I got burnt. You know what mm. I mean? And, and so the social worker's coming for a visit. What happens? when the so, By the time the social worker gets there, it's a brand new hot water heater. So mm-hmm. it's no longer an issue, yeah. right? So all of that hurt and everything I took to, with me to college, and I did a lot of writing, you know, during my speeches. It was all about my experiences in foster care. Would I take any of them back? Nope. Was that was that like your therapy? It, I think so, and it, I and I believe that that made me the woman that I am, um, because I took a lot away away from that. Like for one, I'll never it'll never be a situation where any of my family members have to go into foster care because I'm gonna always keep myself on track and available, arms mm. wide open, to be able to support any of my family members because that it that could have not happened, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and, and I, I mean, I've raised my sister's son until he was 17 and he recently went back to his mom, but, um, everybody's not built that way, you know, and they don't think the same way. But, you know, when I think about things like that, like if I can get through that, I can get through losing a hundred pounds. Like, you know what I'm saying? That didn't kill me as a teenager. Like I didn't let this lady kill me, you know, and I didn't let her kill my spirit. I didn't didn't let her kill who I knew I would eventually turn out to be. Um, And then, you know, my mom came back for us, you know, after we got into such a battle, the, you know, we were going through this counseling and I, at the time I was turning 18 and, and, uh, girls at the age of 18 can leave foster care. My sister was not. So I definitely didn't want to leave her there. So we just expedited the process. And then both of us were able to go back home to live with my mom. Wow. So, you know, every, you can't judge a book by its cover and every person does not become a product of their environment. Some of us actually know how to turn those losses into wins or to use those things as forms of strength. So sometimes, you know, I'm always encouraging people like, Oh, I hear you when you say what you went through, but okay. How are you going to use that as leverage to, to get to where you need to be? You know, for sure. Yeah. You've been, you went through a whole lot and, uh, it's kind of painting a picture of why you're in the field that you're in now, mm-hmm. because it's almost like no child left behind. You Clearly. feel me? Because you were you were there. And and before I get into that, how do you think it affected you? Because um, that's like that's trauma. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you're a child, right? Father not there. Your mom is there, kinda, right? Maybe not necessarily in a in a motherly role. And then, like, you get the sense of abandonment and then you're somewhere you don't want to be. You know that they're not necessarily um, in love with you. And it might be a transactional situation. How did it affect you throughout, you know, your life and, you know, relationships, things of that nature? I don't know. I think I think I've taken it, you know, with a grain of salt and used it to elevate, which I think I still do that, do that now. Even Have you as ever, a- like, really locked in and like really dealt with it head on 
But I think I've dealt with it head on because, you know, I've, for one, I, I can speak about it, you mm. know, and I can speak about it to, to my foster mom. And mm. I don't, you know, feel any kind of way about right, that. Right, right, right. But the fact that I wouldn't go back and change any of it, yeah. because I think I needed that. For sure. Because now I see where, you know, when I save other people or, you know, save them from some experiences, they don't necessarily have that skin that they need sometimes to deal with things that happen in life because they've always been saved. So in in one sense, I look at my mom's sisters and brothers and think like, how dare y'all not step up, you know, and right. take care of her kids, mm-hmm. you know? But in, a, in another sense, I think, I don't think had I went through any of that, I would be who I am. For sure. You know, I think it was destined for me to go through what I went through to come out better and to be the woman that I am, yeah. you know, because everybody is not for you, even at a child. When you're, when you're younger, they're not yeah. for you. You know what I mean? Because what ironically, I was in a foster home with two of my cousins. So it was four, but four bulges there. So, so this is, these are patterns that are happening in my family. So, the way I've decided to deal with it is to be better and not to shun any of them and not yeah. to shame any of them. If you ever, you see me on Instagram, you always see me with my aunts. I spend a lot of time with them. They, I cradle them. They have their own issues. But what I do is I love on them, you yeah. know, uh, in spite of whatever you might have going on. I want you to know that I love you. You know, you're, you're my aunt. I'm your niece. We're going to have yeah. this relationship, yeah. you know, healthy relationships in spite of, you know, what people issues might be, you know, I'm not about, I'm not in a position to judge them. I'm just going to love on you. And, you know, I see my mom and a lot of her sisters. So I stay around them all the time. You know, I think as it relates to maybe personality, I have a very strong personality. And I think that also comes from what I've had to endure. So extremely guarded until I get to know a person and know their intentions. And that may not be a a fully bad thing. But I think once people get to know me, they know I'll probably give them, you know, the shirt off my back. You know, even though it may have it may come after. I've given you a hard, 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 hard time. Yes, but, you, yes, you're but right. But I think that I value my space and my 100%. time and those yeah. people that earn the right to be in it, yeah. it'll, I'll get the right people, you know? Yeah, and, and, sure. and, you know, some people will give up and be like, I'm not dealing with that girl. And then you, well, you're not for me yeah. in any capacity, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody that can see past, you know, me being a little more aggressive with you or saying, hey, I need to really figure out, are you going to waste my time? What's happening yeah. here? They'll yeah. stay in it. So right, yeah, for I, get sure. the, I get the right people. Yeah. So I, how did you get into education? Like, because I, I, I'm interested in hearing the journey because you are literally the best educator I've ever met in my life. I had some great so teachers. Some good educators. I, no, there are some, but yeah. I'm, I'm saying for someone that I've gotten to really know, the passion and the understanding, which it's really painting a picture now, even we've known each other this long. It's really, I'm starting to understand why you're genuinely passionate and you do a lot of your work in like the underprivileged areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can see why you're so effective because you understand not only getting them to understand two plus two, but what could quite possibly be happening at home. Correct. So how'd you get into yeah. education? So let me just, let me tell you, I was terrible in school. 
Mm. Not edu- not as it relates to academics. I'm talking about bad, like bad. Acting out? I was bad. Mm. <laughs> so the teacher hated to see me coming. Mm. When I see some of my substitutes and old teachers now, they run, like literally. <laughs> <laughs> and people would think that I would get back what I've given, but nah, because I go about it a, a completely different way. Mm. Um, you know, I, I got in trouble a lot at school because um, I knew the work. And the teacher didn't have anything else for me to do. So you created the space and the opportunity for me to get up and slap somebody in the back of the head, you know, or for me to, you know, call out in the class because they didn't know how to differentiate back then. And so I could do the work. Boom, 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 boom. Here you go. What's next? What's next? What's next? So I stayed in alternative school. That's a, that means you go to another school and sit in a seat, like in this this space and you're Mm -hmm. looking at a wall all day. Sometimes I was there for 40 days at a time. Like literally. Yes. Like when I, people laugh so hard when I tell them that, but literally sometimes I was there for 40 days at a time because Mm. I was terrible. Needless to say, but needless to say, my counselor never asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up or when I graduated from high school, which is that's one of the things that I always talk about when I deal with parents about advocating for their scholars. Mm-hmm. The counselor only uh, geared towards those scholars that were, you know, never got in trouble, beta club. But that doesn't mean that the rest of us don't want to go yeah. to college. She never talked to me about college. I never got, you know, the 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 slips for you to go do the visits. None of that stuff. Mm. So um, I ended up, I had got back with my mom, ended up going to a connection day at Atlanta, Alabama State University. What's that? It's called Connection Day. So that's where all the prospects, if you want to come to the school, you get a chance to come, mm. hang out, go to all these different programs that they have. You get to see the university. Now, most people register for that because mm. your counselor registers you for it. Mm. Me and a couple of my friends, we said, we're just going up there. We got up. a hotel. <laughs> we're going to pull up. We got a hotel, went there for the weekend. So we went on the yard every day like we were registered for oh, all this stuff. Oh, this wasn't for any education. This was like, this wasn't going to college. It was just, let's go kick it. But, yeah, basically, because we knew it was co- <laughs> at Connection Day. But then, something great comes out of it, let me tell you. So... All of us, I still have the pictures right now of all of us on the yard, all that. But the thing about it, what I what I did was I took the documents that they gave. I did get one of the bags. You know, mm-hmm. they give you one of the bags, right? And so that means me and all my friends got them. But I took it back home and I gave it to my social worker because my social worker was still tied to us at the mm-hmm. time, even though we were back with my mom still right. working with us. So I gave it to her. She filled it out for me. Really? That summer, I ended up in college. I don't don't know how I got there. (laughs) Nobody ever talked to me about college. My mom was the happiest person in the world. Wow. Literally went to to summer school. Didn't Mm. wait until the fall. Went to summer school. Ended up in college. There was a plan for you. Ended up in college. Just because I brought the documents home and got them filled out. Mm. So I'm like, man, I'm here now. What am I going to do? So I started thinking back to when I got burnt. And I was like, well, you know what? I think I want to do occupational therapy. It's a long program, extensive program, hard, tough, tough, tough. Explain occupational therapy. So it's a little different from physical therapy, occupational therapy. They 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 work on things like you know people that have ever had strokes and things mm. of that nature. So you teach them how to walk again, how to uh, use gotcha, spoons, gotcha, how to gotcha. use force, physical deal more with your bones and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So you would have to in, in order to be a physical therapist, you really would have to go through the OT. That's the way Alabama State had it set up. So I'm like not doing well in these areas. 
when I knew ever since I was a little girl that I was supposed to be a teacher, I've always played school, done all of this. God really? gave it to me early. Mm. I did everything I could to fight against it because I had looked at what they said the salaries were and how the, what the salary is for a PT, right. this and that. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm going to get through this thing. Met one of my best friends, still my best friend to this day, in the physical therapy, occupational therapy program. And then I, I said, this is, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I finally said that. As soon as I changed my major and went into education, I was thriving. Really? Literally. Didn't have to think hard about anything that I was doing. Anything that I was doing. Went through the program, no problem. No mm. problem. Went through the program, graduated, got into education, moved to North Carolina where I got my first teaching job at a very diverse area, much different from what I what I see in Atlanta. This is the first time coming to Atlanta was the first time I've ever been in a school full of all full of African-Americans. Oh, wow. I had never experienced that. Mm -hmm. I was floored when I got here. <laughs> I literally used to take my, the, the, the guy from that- Alabama? Don't that Alabama? No, but we were in an in a area where we went to school with a lot of Caucasians. Gotcha, <laughs> yeah. gotcha, okay. Yes. This, I had never experienced that. And when I was in North Carolina, I literally used to take my nail tech, who's Vietnamese, I used to take his son home with me every day. Like, mm. that's how gotcha, the diversity gotcha, okay. that I was right, experiencing, right, right. right? And then I came here and I was working over in Bankhead. And I was like, oh my God, my whole class is African-American. Mm. The whole building. Right. I think it was one Caucasian, and then the other one was the actual principal. But she was more <laughs> black than any black person right. I've ever seen. <laughs> She's still my good friend to this day. Oh. But um, I worked over in Bankhead, and uh, that's, a, that's a tough place to work. But when I tell you it is so much talent and there's some smart scholars in Bankhead, it's there, and you have yeah. to want to be there. It's not a place where you just go say, oh, I got a job today. Yeah. You really have to want to be there. In these poverty-stricken areas, you must have someone that really gets up every day and they want to come to work. If yeah. not, it's not going to work, and it's not going to um, come out well for our scholars. What, do, what does someone have to describe somebody that wants to be in that environment? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what type of person is that? First of all, I'm not... I'm not um, focused on, you know, say you come in and, and your clothes are dirty, right? I'm not necessarily about to go and, you know, call you out. I'm I'm going in the bag that I brought because I got some extra clothes in here because I still want you to be able to start your day, right? I'm, I'm going to change you up real, real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Are you the type of teacher to bring clothes just in case? Just in case. Bring the breakfast just in case because you got, you know what you're dealing with, right? You know, I'm not sending you to the office because you don't have a pencil. I'm going to give you a pencil. Let's start our day. You know, I'm 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 giving you expectations of what I expect of you. And I expect you really to exceed those expectations to other people. It may be too high. But to me is I'm dealing with scholars that I want to learn life lessons that they can walk out this door and say, Miss Bowden taught me X, Y, Z. And I can apply it to when I leave here and I have to go deal with home here in Bankhead. Wow. You know, like you really have to look outside of yourself. And let me just tell you, every teacher that teaches in the North, they can't come and teach in Bankhead. Mm. They can't go and teach over in the Greenbrier area because we don't have the same type of scholars. They have, A lot of them come from two-parent homes. And that 
that that matters, you know, mm-hmm. because they have somebody at home that's working with them on their um, homework. You got someone that's sitting down with you, somebody that might be reading to you. We're over here in Bankhead, we're dealing with latchkey kids, you know. The oldest one may be coming home, bringing the youngest one home, and, you know, they're just trying to survive, basically. Mm. So can you be the type of person that look into every little bitty single thing that may turn that scholar off from, you know, wanting to learn that day? Nah, nah. Mm-mm. Will you have to spend some of your own money? Yep, it's just the way it is, you know? Mm. It's just it, In order to keep the process going, you know, I want I want you to have a good day here. And I always told my scholars, you know, we're going to have a good day with or without you. Yeah. But I would love to have you here. Oh, oh. <laughs> So what have you what have you learned from teaching in that? And what age were you teaching? What so I've taught third grade, I've taught fourth grade, I've taught fifth grade. I'm really an elementary school. Now when I do consulting and things of that nature, I go all the way up to twelfth grade. Gotcha. gotcha. But as far as instructing, I, I'm I've pretty much been at the elementary school level. Which I really is probably the most. I don't know. Every year is important, but. Laying that foundation. Oh, it's so important. Vital. It's so important. And then you have a transitional grades there. You know, third grade is the first time they ever take a standardized assessment, you know, and, and they're going through so many different changes in their own body. Yeah. You know, they they start to change. So you also have to be able to be equipped to deal with that as well as, you know, they're still immature. Right, they, right. they used to be second graders. They right, were second right. graders yesterday. They third, they're third <laughs> graders today. Like, how dare right. you think that for them to do X, Y, Z? So um, it takes a tough person to teach third grade. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those transitional grades, just like, you know, when they leave fifth grade and go over to sixth grade. Yeah. You know, they live in ele- leaving elementary school, going to middle school. Do you have to have, like, do you have to just have a certain level of, level of empathy? Yeah. I mean, like, it, it, well, here's my question. Is it? Are there like people that just come like that 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 can come teach and be effective, or is that something that um, that needs to be developed? Like, are there some natural like yo? I just want to save the world. They just come. They just come to you that way. Or uh, how how do you become effective in that space? I think some people do come because they want to save the world and they think teaching is the way that, to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they may get in a, one of those areas and they're teaching and then they're like, oh, no, this is not it. Yeah. But that lets you know they're not built for it, right? Yeah. So you want to save the world, but you just don't want to do it through this way. You know yeah. what I mean? Um and then also there are some people that didn't necessarily go into education that are wonderful educators because mm-hmm. they they decided to take that route and go into education. Mm-hmm. Now, I do. They probably struggled, you know, for the first couple of years mm-hmm. to figure out what this looks like. And, you know, yeah. how do I navigate through all of this? But um, if it's more than just about a check, they'll stay in it, you know, yeah, and, they'll, right. and they will develop the skills that you need to be a compassionate teacher. And also elevate scholars. Yeah. I think you just see the difference. You yeah. see the difference in it when you're in their classrooms. You know, now that I'm on the outside looking in, um, it comes with a lot of different responsibility. And I you know, bet. it's it's different dealing but, with adults. And it, yes, it seems like that that's the hardest thing, right? Not the child, but yeah, yeah, dealing yeah. with the parents. Yeah. What type of advice would you give to a teacher with a a child that, you know, the world is soon going to give up on, right? What type of advice would you give to the teacher when it comes to dealing with the parents or reaching them or? 
my I think my advice is more so, and I think we talked about this is and and it's it's funny that you said this. I had a situation with a parent last week. Um, I'm an advocate for parents because I don't think parents know everything that happens once they release their scholars to the school mm-hmm. and and you believe that they're going to be taken care of and and everybody has their best interests at heart. Yeah. I'm an advocate for parents being extremely active in the school system asking questions, asking the hard questions, right? Mm. You know, one thing I've all, I tell parents and I put it on my Facebook all the time is that you have the right to go to the Georgia Department of Education and to look up your, your child's teacher's certification. Mm-hmm. And I tell people to do that because maybe you can see why the teacher navigates the way they do because if you went to school for um, uh, uh, art mm. but you're teaching English, you know, because yeah, you, you, yeah, do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? For sure. You know, it's public information, you know, and, and and those are things that parents need to know, and it needs to be a habit. And, or you can walk into any public school and ask them to to sh- tell you what certification a teacher has. Mm. These are things that parents do not know. So I'm, I want to advocate more so for parents and then don't stop asking the hard questions because a teacher gives you a little bit of a pushback. Mm. Even being an educator myself, I still believe that, I want to see you at the school. You know, I want to see you every day up there. Now, is it a way to do it? Yeah. Sometimes parents have to go there and, you know, and we have to talk them off the ledge, but I think it's accountability on both parts. You know, the teacher can't be offended from a parent that actually wants to be involved and wants to know about what's happening with their scholars education. When my nephew lived with me, a lot of teachers couldn't deal with me because I wanted to know what standards are you working on today? They felt like that was offensive, but what the reason, my right. reason for asking is, is because I want to take that information and use it so that I can assist at home so right. that I can pull right. some things around that same standard, you know? So I started telling Nehemiah, when you go in there, if the teacher don't have it on the board, ask her what it is, because I need to know so that I can pull some things and, and, and elevate at home. And she should really yeah. be appreciative of that information. Yeah, you know, you, you, ought to, you ought to another level for a teacher. If I, if I was a teacher teaching a child and you're his or her parent, I am shook. I wish every parent was that way because they have yeah. a right to know that. that and it would probably keep me on my job. Yeah. And they're so intimidated, mm-hmm. you know, by the school system, unless it's a, a, a teacher calling saying that a child is acting out. Right. But no, I want us to be more involved around the academics, you know, and then the behavior work itself out. Right. Mm-hmm. So your scholar might be acting out because they know the work and the teacher not differentiating it. Right, so right. that's a question you need to ask. Well, what did what work did you give him today? You know, mm-hmm. was he was he able to do it? Yes, he was. And then he started. Comp- OK, well, that that's a problem that the teacher has, not the parent. Mm. Mm. Right. So we don't see enough, especially in our poverty stricken areas. We don't see enough of our parents. And and it could be just intimidation, not feeling welcome. The, the school's not reaching out enough to yeah. the parents, you know, not making an effort to, you know, I was that type of teacher, even over in Bankhead, if a scholar was acting out. And so what I did was I kept a notebook that was all the way across the room. And, and everybody knew that notebook had everybody mama phone number in it. So I intention, <laughs> intentionally kept it across the room, right? right? So I would say, hey, Rodri, go get me that notebook. Right. Everybody starts looking around. <laughs> Everybody started looking around like, he said, my right. mama, was I doing something? Who was it? 
And I, I make the phone call right then and there, right? Mm. Because if it's a lesson that everybody needs to know, then I want I make it publicly, you know? Oh, I like um, that. So, and then I squash it. I don't have that problem anymore, right? Mm. But I keep, I kept constant communication with my parents. I, it didn't matter if I was waking them up out of bed. You know, mm. they I could hear the sleep in their, in their voice. Mm-hmm. But I'm on the job site. So, mm. hey, I need you to, you know, let's get this together, you know, but... I always had good parents. Some of them, I looped up with some of my scholars, and I never met my parents until my scholars actually graduated and mm. went to sixth grade. So that's how sometimes you you have that big lack in parental involvement. But we as educators must control what we can control. What I can control is when you get here at 710 until you leave at 310, right? I can control what happens in those parameters. I can't control what happens when it goes home. If you're a person that never brings your homework, then guess what I'm going to have you doing every day for morning work? Hey, go ahead and get your homework out because I know you were not able to do it at home. Or before Mm. you leave, I'm going to make time in the afternoon right before we get on bus dismissal. Hey, everybody, go ahead and take your homework out if you're not going to be able to do it. I'm going to make room for it to do it there if you know they're not bringing in the homework you know what and there there i guess most teachers would say well i'm just gonna fail you because you didn't do what i asked you to do almost in an arrogant way exactly and i don't know what you dealt with when you got home i don't know what you're going through you know when you're at home or or maybe you don't know how to do the homework maybe you don't have the support or did you send home homework that scholars were able to do without assistance because that's on the teacher if it's homework it shouldn't be something that they're struggling with Mm. But that goes to content knowledge and people being connoisseurs of the content that they teach. Like, you can't be the math teacher and, and you don't you don't do well at math. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I definitely had some friends that like I say, yo, I do not want you to teach my child because <laughs> you know what I'm you're giving out the work and then it's just you grade the work and that's it. Like, and I'm like, Ugh, I, you right there. I don't know. I, I think that's the area of improvement for all educators. And I think and, and a lot of what you say you see in me, it comes from studying. Mm. I'm not. And, and that's not hidden from anybody else. Everything that I study is available for other people. Yeah. Um, because I, I always believe in hitting people back with the black and white. Right. I find I research. You know, I believe that as it's my duty because education is evolving, it's changing every single day. Mm. So I read something in my discipline every night before I go to bed. It could be something random. In your discipline, what do you mean? In my discipline, meaning in my field of work, education, mm. right? So I look something up every night as it relates to education before I go to sleep mm. and spend some time in my discipline because and what I'll tell you is, is everyone can't take me when it comes to talking about curriculum, right? Yeah. But the best thing is, is to put me on your team, not, not think that I'm, you know, higher or above or I'm like going against you, yeah. but you got a strong person that's, that's strong in an area. Don't get intimidated by it. You know, bring them in, bring them yeah. in closer. Yeah, like, oh, okay, sure. I'm going to let Miss Boulder handle X, Y, Z because she's good at that. She's yeah. good with this strategy. Because I'm going to I'm going to study. You know, I'm not, first of all, going to fail scholars. And now I have adults on my roster. I'm not going to fail adults. So it's my duty to study. Mm. Like, how dare I coach someone and I haven't studied? Yeah. Did you look at my, my curriculum? What? Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, what curriculum? 
See, that's what I'm talking about. See, no, 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 shouts no, no. Out, shouts out to my 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 partner Philanda. Okay, we worked really, really hard, and she's dope. She wrote the curriculum, and then that that's the one who who put it together. And then you know, I kind of bring it to you. We talked about the curriculum, but a little you bit. said you was going, and I did when I went to text you the other day. That's what I said. I was thinking about. I was like, Dag, I didn't give him the summary on one of the sections. Okay, how is it though, my my entrepreneurial curriculum? So let's let's okay. So what happens is is David is. Stay positive. Okay. I'm there. I'm there. I'm, okay. I, that's why I was going. That's <laughs> okay, why I was going. Cool. I was going to talk about, you know, the lens that I have and then the lens that you have. Okay. And why okay. it's important to have both. Yep. Um, so entrepreneurship, David knows it, right? And he can put together a curriculum as to what scholars need to know to build a business. But the I from an educational stance, so, and that's just for people that are thinking about you know, really getting into the school system because we talked about the money that is there. Mm. It's there. Um, if you're thinking about going that route, you want someone that knows the curriculum or knows the process, uh, the educational process on your team. For sure. Right. For sure. So he comes with it from the entrepreneurial side, but I really need to look at it in the lens of what it looks like as far as implementation into the classroom mm -hmm. or, or uh, a district purchasing the curriculum. Gotcha. So. Because you've, I mean, you've been a part of the sale of many curriculums. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. how did, so so walk me through like curriculum writing. What do we need? If somebody's out there say, yo, I want to teach uh, mental health or I want to teach entrepreneurship. I want to teach something, but I just don't know where to start. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Ufi lock. Think about being on a couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school. And they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there. You don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, eufy.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy. E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y, video lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. All right, where do we start in curriculum writing? And so where you've gotten 
and what I do love about your new curriculum is, is that um, while we do have standards, if you all don't know, there are standards for entrepreneurship because it's a course. Mm -hmm. It's a course that scholars take. And what are standards? Um, so the standard is basically the outline, what, what you're trying to get the scholar to actually master. Um, and, and there are multiple standards, which it should be because you can't master everything in, in one standard if it's too heavy, if the standard mm -hmm. is too heavy. So the state and then on a national level, there are some entrepreneurial uh, standards. And so what David and I worked on previously is not staying boxed into just those standards, but the the way to make the light bulb come, come on for a district is to see that he's embedded those standards as it relates to literacy. And I, I don't know if I saw math or something, it, but he's gone into the content, those content, those major content areas, and has and he has embedded them into the curriculum. <clears throat> Shouts out to Philanda. So, so I can't take all the credit. Okay, It cannot stand alone, you know, because we don't want to just sit here saying we're teaching entrepreneurship and, and they can't read. Right, right. You for know sure, what I mean? Sure. So it makes sense to pair up these entrepreneurial standards with the literacy skill because where do you find literacy the is everywhere. Literacy is everywhere. It's not one person. Not one person should own the responsibility to teach literacy. So the math teacher should be teaching literacy, the social studies, the science, the entrepreneurship teacher should be teaching literacy. Mm -hmm. So mm. do you understand? No one yeah. person owns that. All right. of us should be teaching literacy. We have multiple opportunities to tap into ensuring that our scholars leave school, college, or career ready. And one of those things is they need to be able to read. Fluently. Ex explain. So literacy is just the ability to read or well, the no, it's, to it's a, it encompasses a lot. Comprehending. You got to be able to comprehend knowledge, um, you know, content, reading fluently as well. But it, it encompasses quite a few things when we talk about literacy, but, you're able to tap into certain parts of that because you're asking them to look at articles in your um, curriculum, but do they understand the article? Can they comprehend the article? So mm. we're tapping into literacy, right? Gotcha, gotcha. And then, so it, those components actually come up and that's what a teacher should be able to see mm. if they're trying to implement the curriculum. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so... Um, uh, getting into like teaching children. Okay. I think you're just one of the best. Um, and you were teaching me about um, the Greek and Latin roots. Okay. This is my, <laughs> this like is my favorite, favorite part thing. because it applies to so much. Don't you right? see it all the time now that I put oh, it on your radar? Think about if you did that with a scholar and you, and you're constantly giving them a different route every week and you put that in there on their radar. Yeah. There's no such thing as a big word. They're yeah. all made up of small word parts. Explain it. So <laughs> the word it. can be from here to here, but it's made up of small word parts. So the example that we always use mm -hmm. is, so let me, um, let me start with this. Instead of your scholars doing a list of vocabulary words mm -hmm. um, and just learning those 10 words, those 10 definitions, and this happens a lot at the middle school, high school level, where they're asking scholars to just write these words and write the definition. Yeah. How, how much do they remember from that? Nothing, right. right? And then you come and you give them a test on it. So, but what they really should be learning is the Greek and Latin roots, right? Mm -hmm. Because 
every word, most of the words that we read every single day, they're made up of word parts. And then you have the 30, 30, 30, the most, the 30 most used prefixes, suffixes, and root words. All of the words encompass somewhere in those Greek and those prefixes, suffixes, and root so words. So there's, there's 30, so 30, 30, 30. Yeah, 30. I'll send them to you. It's 30 most used prefixes, suffixes, and root words. Let's go through prefixes. Give me some examples of So that becomes pre- before, prefixes. like when I told you that it was unacceptable, right? So mm-hmm. it comes at the beginning of the word. Un means not. Right. Not acceptable. Right. So un means not. Tardy. So it, uh, unexcusable. Not All that means not. Uh, I'm trying to think of another unword. Un, unreasonable. Yes. Ah, okay. So if the kid understands un. Then anytime they see that on a word, they know, if they don't know the rest of the word, they know un means not if it's a prefix. Give me some, give me some of the third. Yes, sir. No, no, that wouldn't be a prefix. That's, a, Under, that's one word. Understand would not be a prefix. Un on understand is not a prefix. Under is a word. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's okay. like a compound word. So understand. Yeah. So give give me some of give me word. some of the thirty that you know. Some of the thirty pre fixes. So pre is one. Pre. Yeah. You uh-huh. know, like pre cook something. Right. Um, try. Try is try. And yes. Try is not thirty 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 though. But that's one you remember that I told right. you. Right. Tricycle. Yeah. Triplex. No, this. Tripod, triplex, triplex is a three. Okay. Yeah, so if you understand tried and you know three. Yes. Right? What else? Give me some more. Um, M a n u. Well, that's that's one of the Greeks. That's the other one that I taught you. Mm-hmm. You don't remember that. M a n u. Yeah. Men. No, uh, M a n u. M a n u. Okay, tell, tell us. So M a n u means hand. Right. 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 So. When we think about hand, let's think about, so if I teach a scholar that M-A-N-U means hand, that means every time they see that, they should know that that part means hand, right? right. So manipulate to skillfully move something around with your hand, right? Manufacture, so they make things with their hand, right? Yeah. Uh, manuscript is a book written by hand, yeah. right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, done with the hand, right? So, and then you may go to um, PED, which where we talked about uh and I added the tripod. So ped means um, when we think about impediment is uh, something that stands in one's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, pedestrian is one. This means feet. P-D means feet. P-O-D means feet as well. So that's why tripod is a three-legged stand. Right? Oh, that's Pedestrian is someone who walks around on their, in the street on their feet. Impediment, something that stands in one's way. Mm. So, pedicure, a treatment for the feet. Manicure, M-A-N-U, a treatment for the hand. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you teach the kid, like, these 30, they'll know thousands of words. Oh, it's unlimited. God, that's so hard. It's unlimited. You see what I'm saying, Aaron? That's so amazing. It's unlimited. so, So, we got prefix. Give me suffix. Give me a suffix. So, it comes at the end. L-Y means... No, no, no. Okay, what's the middle one? Root prefix, word. No, prefix. You said prefix something in and it was three word. X's. Prefix, suffix, root word. Okay, so suffix, that comes at the end? At the end. Okay, mm-hmm. so give me some suffix. Like L-Y. It means what? Full of, right? Beautifully. Is full beautifully of, a word? Uh, yeah, Beautiful. full of. Beauty. Yeah. Uh, magically, full of magic. Yeah. Um, 
expeditiously. Yes, expeditiously. Expedition. <laughs> oh, that's hard. Okay. All right. So, so pre, and this, yo, this is so important. It's fun, but it's so important because I'm gonna go home and like teach my daughter. I need the thirty. I need the 30 I because the 30. if they can understand the 30, it just opens up their world. Yes, yeah. So, and, and that maximizes instructional time, right? Mm -hmm. So, I would come in with my fifth grade scholars and I would give them the, the weekly route, you know. They would go places. I remember giving them the word, uh, giving them um, ped. Ped pod means, you know, um, stand, right? I mean, means feet. So, when they went into the media center that day, my media specialist said, the, the scholars just kept talking about tripod. This is a tripod. They know that this is a three-legged stand. And I was like, yeah, because, you know, pod was one of our uh, words because it means feet. So what about podcast? Put, is that a... No. Podcast? No, that's just a word. That's no. probably a word we made up recently, right? Podcast? So that wouldn't be... You wouldn't take that off and use it in that sense. Yeah, but that stands alone. Also, standalone work. Okay, so it's, it's understanding the suffix and it's the always prefix. A gotcha. prefix and suffix can't stand by itself. It, it's attached to something. Hold on, let me educate him. So a prefix or a suffix, it can't stand by itself. So that means a pod is its own word. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to educate you, brother. Yeah. All right, so give me some root words, examples. So you give me a root word example. Okay, the okay. root word is a word that, a Beauty. word that can... No, beauty. let's so think about beautiful, mm -hmm. right? And we are what did you just say? Full of what did you say? Full of beauty. Uh expeditiously, right. right? So if you take the 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 suffix off, what's the root word? Expeditious. Yeah. So the the root word is what's left after you take the prefix or the suffix off. Hmm. So let me ask you. Is X the E X in expeditious? It is a it is a, a prefix. That's a prefix. Mm -hmm. So so pediciously. Must be a root it is word. a prefix. It's a root word, right? In the in the middle of it. Hmm. So I'll look up some words that have that in it, and it's probably all. That's good. So do you see? Do you see that this is why a lot of people don't do it? Because look at how tedious it is. Right. But the benefit of it when you're working with scholars is wonderful. Yeah. But it takes a lot of planning on the front end. You can't just walk in and say, "Oh, I'm teaching Greek Latin roots today." <laughs> I know as a teacher listening like five minutes ago they're like yo got it I'm about to just teach no okay. but it, like you literally have to go and pull because there's different nuances text, yeah. whatever text you're doing for that day I would take it home that the night before and start going through it and like oh this is an opportunity to teach this one this is an opportunity so that you already That's know the teacher's homework the, that, yes if you don't plan you can't do it you can't it's like teaching across the curriculum you can't teach across the curriculum if you don't plan you gotta plan those opportunities for them mm. to happen and then as scholars start to catch on you know they'll see some but mm. if you want to be intentional with it then you definitely have to plan it takes a little bit of time mm. so talk to me about teaching adults because there's some there's some foundational things that you understand about teaching another human being what are some what are some things to keep in mind like for me i am a coach yeah so i have to teach people certain things and sometimes they just don't get it yeah. right what are what's some advice you would give to a teacher of all things, right? What are some foundational things I can take with me? So I think being vulnerable, first of all, to one of the things that when dealing with adults is asking, mm. you know, for help. Like, hey, I need help with X, Y, Z, especially if someone is available, yeah. you know. 
don't be afraid to say that, you know, you need help. If it's someone that's an expert at something or doing something well, you know, right. I, I want to reach out to you for assistance with that. Um, next is, is being open to implementing new strategies like your way is not the only way of doing things yeah. right and then being open to times changing and, and being flexible like if you always you are, I know right now you hear parents all the time talk about this new math mm -hmm. this new math now they have to go through all this right here when before when we grew up all we did was do this blah, 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 right. 14 yeah. plus but, 10 was you just running. but that's why we have so many problems now though if you think about it but that's the whole reason why the new concept is having a conceptual understanding around Ex explain that so conceptual understanding. and hold on aaron that aaron the, the camera's good right it's still on good okay conceptual understanding versus just being uh able to do computation in math right as an adult, so if you were doing a two-digit multiplication problem, can you tell me why you put the zero when you get down to the second row? You're supposed to. Why? Because you put the zero down there, and then you just go to the next one. See, this it's a disservice. It's a disservice that's been done. Aaron, do you know why? So you know how you do 14 times 20 yeah, and put the you zero put down there first? Yeah, why you that Look at him. You, you were closer than David. You were closer than David. No, we're going left. And then it's he just going got worse. Left. He got worse. <laughs> My man, just you was on the roll too. I thought you had it. I thought you. Yeah. Were, Y'all can't see the visual, but my man's heads was like, yo, yes, because the yes, lines, yes. it wouldn't make sense on the lines. Okay. It was it, the first few words that he had was right. It was right. Okay, exp explain it to us. Explain it to us. Okay, but the, the point I need to make is, is that, do you see, we as adults, we don't know because we don't have a conceptual understanding around multiplying. We don't. Now our scholars are doing things, but the reason why you put the placeholder there is because once you come down and you and you move over and you start multiplying from the tens place, then your answer has to start in the tens place. No, you didn't. That is not what, that you, is said. Definitely not what you said. All right, ex explain it because I'm, I'm still confused. The answer has to start in the tens place. So when you start to multiply, it's at, so for instance, if we do 14, 22 times 22, right? So you'll do two times two is four, two times two is four, and then you come down and you put a zero. Mm -hmm. Then you move over to the next two, right? And then you say yeah. two times two is four. But this two is in the tens place. Right. That you could because you moved over to that right. two. So the answer has to start in the tens place. You can't put the answer under the other four because that's the ones place. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. But if you gotcha. had a conceptual understanding around place value and multiplying the way the kids are learning now, where they actually decompose numbers, you would know why that does not why why you put the placeholder there. So this new math makes perfect sense to you, and you think it's better. At first, I was like, oh, but the more I get into it, I can see why it makes sense versus the way we were taught. Mm, you know, we were just taught to do it. Yeah, we were taught procedures, you know, just do this. You do, 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 move here, move here, move over. Boom. Couldn't explain it if we tried. Mm. Right. But now these scholars, because they don't do standard algorithm, that's called standard alg algorithm. They don't do that for multiplying until they get in fifth grade. Mm. So before then, they still multiply, but they multiply using place value strategies. So it's a reason why everything builds on each other is because they will have an opportunity to do that, but they also will have the opportunity to explain. They'll be able to explain why mm. they are 
are doing that. So, so I guess maybe a takeaway for me now is if I'm teaching someone something, I need to teach it in a way that they can explain why they're doing it, not just doing it. Yeah. Because especially as coaches, we tell them to do it because mm-hmm. this works. Correct. But if they don't understand why they're doing it, mm-hmm. they'll end up doing it wrong anyway. Correct. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're just doing it according to their own standard. Because you said this is step one, step two, step three, step four, step, and never explain why this step goes before this one. Mm. Why I have to do this before you do this because this builds on this and da 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 da. And it expands your your options and your ability because you under because if if it falls outside of this process or you like won't the procedure know what to do right, they're lost. Mm. They're lost. And then also teaching multiple ways to do things like you know I'm I'm showing you this way, but I'm also going to show you another way. But but you you have to research that and have strategies ready when you're teaching um, adults. Um, almost like, you know, I broke a lot of adults' heart when when I we talked about um, all together is not, we can't teach scholars that that always means to add. You what know, you when we see that in a word problem. What do you mean? Because some of those words that we have that say, these are the words, when you see them, it means add. All together is one of them. Mm-hmm. So you tell me, does this say add? If, if I say... Um, David and Denisha were standing at the park all together. David threw 10 pebbles in the lake. Denisha threw three. How many more pebbles did David throw than Denisha? But how many more did David throw? And don't even focus on how many more. I want you to focus on the quantities. You threw 10, I threw seven. And then I'm thinking all together, we just added. Yeah, because we saw all together. And the teacher told me every time I see all together, I'm adding. So we threw 17 more. Mm. Not wrong. Mm. So, giving a strategy, letting them marinate with that strategy and and try it out, then following up, monitoring with the strategy, you know, seeing, you know, what what they think about it. Did it work when you implemented it? Do you now see exactly what I was seeing with the strategy? You know, not just to say, oh, I'm doing this because David taught me to do this, but now I really see where he's coming from and why this is actually uh, logical and why I should do it this way. Gotcha. You know, getting adults to that point, it takes work. But, you know, I think once they get there and, you know, they're open to seeing other things, it will expand their tools of right. knowledge. Do you teach parents to use the gradual release? And you can, you can explain the gradual release because the gradual release, um, because it really impacted me. I never forgot it. But do you see? Well, let, explain the gradual release process. And I didn't my know question, we talked about gradual yes, release. Yes, we did. Why? Because you, I, I don't. I don't know. It's just a concept that you told me. Well, it's um, it's first you do or no? I we do, you do. Then you no you do. What's the process? I do, but I it's do. meaning the teacher. The you. teacher does it uh-huh. and shows you, and then together we do. We all do it together. Correct. And then it's. You do. Yeah. You go do it. With a partner, right. Right. And then and then they do it independently. What is what do you think the implications for that as as you coach people, if you think about that? If yeah. you think about a process where you model it, right? Yeah. You show them what a perfect model looks like. Mm-hmm. That means you do critical thinking, you're talking out loud, you're going through the process, what steps you're taking. You know, like that's almost the only time it's okay to kind of 
ask yourself questions and answer them too at the same time, yeah. right? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and not seem crazy. Because I'm doing it, but just yeah, showing you how yeah. to do it. Yeah. Any misconceptions that you think may come up, you you bring that into the I do model. It's almost like Beyonce without Destiny's Child type of thing. You mm -hmm. know, it's your time to show off. Like this yeah. is it. And then when it comes to we do, then your role starts to diminish, right? You become a facilitator. So now I want to hear more from the person that I'm coaching. I want you to start stepping up, you know, and giving me back what I just gave you in the yeah. I do. Right? I'm still here. I'm still here. You're still here. You're facilitating. Yeah. You're probing, right? You're getting them to justify. You're trying to pull things out of them. But they're doing most of the work. And then we move to the you do. If, if they're there and say you're coaching more than one person, then you partner them off. Mm -hmm. What research has said is that even adults work better when they're in pairs. When you throw a third person in, somebody stops working, right? But, oh, say that. Run, run that. run that back one more time. So that was good. What the research says is that scholars and adults perform better in pairs because they'll share the responsibility of the work. Mm. When you throw a third person in, somebody stops working. Mm. Somebody will stop working and other people will carry the load of the work. Mm. So if you can do pairs, it will be beneficial. Sometimes the numbers just don't work. Or sometimes, I know a lot of times for me, I became the other, the pair, you know, to a, someone mm. so that I can keep people in pairs. And then... And then the last time it that explains so much. I was always that third person in a group. I would I would love groups because I know I'm not doing much. See, I I understand that about myself. Dang, that's crazy. That explains a lot. And it, and it will always because the idea is if you have more people, then we can get more done. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But when you see three, you give the workload of three and it just makes the two heavier yeah. because now they're splitting somebody's work. Yeah, because somebody's not participating at all. But think about it from a I just teacher want to apologize perspective. to anybody that's ever had a group assignment <laughs> with me. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, you don't look like a good person to have in a group. Dang. Um, at first you call me fat and then no, call me not a team player. You look great. You look great today, by the way. Okay, you look you. great today. I mean, you know, I'm um, okay, keep working. Um <laughs> Think about think about what a teacher could do with that if they take let's say let's take me and you for example mm -hmm. if we were in a classroom together and the and I'm a bossy girl and you play all the time don't you know I'm gonna make you do your work right if we're in a group together and I'm like no this, you doing this one we're doing right. this together come on over here you know so that it, it doesn't necessarily these groups don't necessarily have to be academically leveled yeah. but it could be where you know I take my bossiest girl and I put her with my laziest boy mm. and then something magnificent happens with them right. right right and then so and then you get to that last phase where it's I do meaning the scholar or whomever you're coaching and they do it by themselves like it's almost like an assessment like we've gone through all of these phases now it's time for you to to carry the workload of it by yourself, right? Mm. But don't so forget it's like, now. It's like, so it's like uh, I do, we do, y'all do, you do? Yeah, but mm. the key to gradual release is is that you have the autonomy to regain control over it at any time prior to them doing it by themselves. So say, for instance, if you got into we do and you're coaching somebody, you just gave it all in I do, and then you move to we do, and you're looking for them to give you back, and they go left, but you went right, and then you say, okay, hold it, no, stop it. I'm going to present to you another Bring model. So I go I'll back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, I mean, don't you know how that takes away for having to retest and reteach? 
because people don't understand if I reteach in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. right then, you know, I say, I see you're not grasping the concept, so I'm, I'm going to pull it back. And don't show it to them the way you just showed it to mm-hmm. them because they didn't get it. Right, right, so right. So you have to plan and you got to have some stuff ready. Oh, you didn't get that? I'm going to hit you with this. Oh, oh no, you still don't got it? Okay, I'm going to hit you with this. Okay, you got it now? Oh, okay, good. We're ready to move on. Which makes sense on what you just said previously a few minutes ago where you were saying teaching them multiple ways to get to the answer. Exactly. But that again, goes back to the teacher's homework. Correct. Of identifying, give me more than one way I can teach this thing. Yep. Wow. That's deep. And I never thought about using it from, even though I coach, I never thought about using it from a coaching perspective as it relates to, you know, outside of the realm of education. Oh, But I think in just in anything that you're trying to teach or you're trying to get somebody to grasp, you know, it shouldn't just be, I show you one time and then you go do yeah. it. That's what we're used to, you yeah. know, growing up and being in school. They The teacher model one problem on the board and then give you a paper with 30 problems on it and say, good luck. Yeah. And I think sometimes we do that with showing people how to do stuff. I just showed you how to do it. Now you go do it. But I really need to gradually release you instead of just saying, you know, here, here you go. That is so good. That is so good. Never thought about it from that aspect, but yeah. yeah. This is amazing. So um, what do you do do for schools? Because I guess maybe, I don't know if you talk about your journey of your writing curriculums for a company, Mm -hmm. right? And they're paying you good, right? But you're now doing it on your own. So what we have talked about a lot is, is, you know, Denise, you need to go do this, do this as, and what I've always told David is, I don't think I've ever said no, no, no. I think I've said not right now. No, you said no. Did I? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm good at saying no. I don't want to do no. that. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay, just... great. I said it's not the time. I think I always, <laughs> no, always, yourself, I think David. I always come up with that, right? No, you said no. Oh, man. A hard no. Well, it was a hard no. I, I think in everything that I do, I wait for, you know, my confirmation from God. He leads in me in everything that I do, every move that I make, especially when it's a major move, small moves, whatever kind of move I do, I consult with him. Before I decided to put myself out on social media as it related to my weight loss, I consulted with him. And when he said it was okay, um, that's when I started telling my story. Prior mm-hmm. to then, people were saying, you should tell, you should do this, you should do that, you should do that. Nah, 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 nah. And I think because I did it then, I've been protected. I get a few trolls here and there maybe once a year, but for the most part, I have genuine people that connect with me on, insta- on, on social media. And I think that is from me moving when I was supposed to move. Yeah. Not necessarily moving because that's what everybody else is doing. Yeah. I'm moving when it was my time to move. And yeah. then I'm staying focused on me. Same thing with consulting where, and and I got to tell you this, which it confirms. And see, this is what I tell you when I got to wait. Mm-hmm. And then the confirmation came. I don't think we, I had a chance to tell you this. but So I'm working with this multi-million dollar company. I'm writing curriculum. I'm, you know, um, going in and doing the consulting for them. And what happens is when you're, and and this is why I encourage people to study their craft. It doesn't matter if you're working for a company, be good at what you do. Mm -hmm. Study, go above and beyond. If you're presenting somebody else's stuff, do it better than they do it, Mm -hmm. right? 
So I was at a point where the people would start to request me, yeah. not even request the CEO of this company. Right. So they buy the, they buy the curriculum for the company, but right. they're like, yo, we need Nisha but, to come yeah, implement it. It comes with people, consultants come with the cu curriculum right. in the contract, basically. We'll come and do this many sessions at this many times at this price. Mm. So... Um, Shouts out to my man who put that together. Golly, <laughs> I could appreciate it. But it doesn't have to go through curriculum just to, for you to be there. I'll tell you that. But that is one way. It's to, and, and and that whole thing is, it's all public knowledge. It's not. It's just a person that packaged it, right? Yeah. So you have, if you have the opportunity to go and you're presenting somebody else's stuff, don't be envious. Don't be jealous. Do the work and present it. You know, as if it was your own yeah. at the highest level. At the highest level. And that's what I was doing. So when I would go into these different districts, people would start to request me to come back. Real quick, how did it how did it come down to you? Like, is there is there um do they put it together and say, uh, this is what we want to teach, this is how we're going to teach it, and then give you all of that and give it to you and say, All right, now you put it together, or was it more of we need a new curriculum to teach math, and you just create some stuff. No, so this district didn't have a curriculum. Some mm. every district doesn't right. have one, so they didn't have one. But not 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 the not the district, but so the company that you work for. Mm -hmm. How do they decide what curriculum you're going to be writing today? So that just depends on what's needed and, mm. and what you feel comfortable with writing. Gotcha. Do you want to do any writing around math? Do you want to do any writing around ELA? Because I'm all content areas. I'm not. That's another thing is, is that I don't box myself into one content. I study all contents because you never know what the call could be. So, so, so I can call you and say, I need a curriculum for third grade reading. Yeah. That's all the information you need. And yeah. then you go create it. Yeah, according as, it to the as it relates to the state. Yeah. Dang, that's it. That's it. That's all it is because because you you go pull the state standards and then that's how you write the curriculum and then you throw in the gradual release, teach them this, do this, do this, do that, tell them what what resources they need. Bam, that's it. You've made that company millions. I know it. And the crazy part about it is is that, and and I guess and I think I, I've always wanted to move with integrity, mm -hmm. no matter what you know I decided to do as I have had all these people coming at me about being my own independent consultant un from under that company. And um, this district constantly reaching out to me and wanting to write me into their budget. We want to write you into my budget. And so because of just where I am as it relates to keeping relationships with people, um, when I did my uh, contract and did my references, I put the CEO of that company on the reference. Number one, because I'm not hiding it. You right. know, this this is how I met these people through you, right? Yeah, for sure. Because I'm I'm operating in integrity here. So, but when I get back, get the call from the principal, I got a bad reference. Mm. I got a bad reference. What? Yeah. Now, a company that I've made, really, literally, the company wasn't a company. When I was one of the first consultants when we decided to first get this thing off the ground and that I've always been there anytime you needed me drop everything I had going on to go um you know was pretty much what they call him is me like his protege you know if, the, if they couldn't get him then the next person in line was they wanted me and always did right by him you know it was just what it was I this I just felt like you know I was given an opportunity you know 
why wouldn't I have your name on it? Yeah. But to give me a bad reference when nobody I've ever worked for ever gave you a bad reference about me, right, you know? Right. And then, you know, at the parting, the parting of us going our separate ways was, you know, after I left, you know, was basically me saying I couldn't do a, a session that you wanted me to do. So if it was bad, why was I still on the roster to go perf- to right, do a session? Right. He you was know, sick. But he was but the thing about that. it is, is I I I it, I'm t- I'm taking it with a grain of salt, and I'm taking it as you know confirmation that I'm doing the right thing because he knows because he just knows me, and we've done this work for a couple of years together now. That I'm gonna kill it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. When you told upset. me, I said, "Oh, no, oh, you." And he's about upset, to go crazy. and he's upset. So it's a lot of this stuff. You can have all the pieces of paper that you want in the world. It's gonna run off of the work that you do. It speaks for yourself, and then the people that you know yeah. and the relationships that you build. So when I go and do this this thing next week. The, the next school is going to hear it. Oh, we want to use our Title I funds for that. We want to use our Title oh, yeah, I funds nah, for that. We want to use our Title I funds for that. And everybody is not happy about that. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I feel like I took the right steps and I did mm-hmm. the right thing. Yeah. Everything else is, you know, that's everything else is on you. The, the bad reference didn't stop the contract. <laughs> it's, it's signed. <laughs> the contract is signed. Uh, you're a hater. If no. I, I don't know you, but you're a hater, bro. Um, all right. So, so what do you what do you go in? Uh, and I don't want to keep you too long, but what are you going to go in this? What do you do for these schools? So I go in, and they already have the curriculum. So what I do is teach them how to implement the curriculum, the curriculum. that you wrote. So, some of it, some right. pieces of it, um, but it came from the company basically. Um, so what will set me apart from that company is that I will actually go into classroom and coach teachers. Yeah. In the room, Mm -hmm. we can do like, you know, you do uh, a lot of uh, sessions on stage Mm -hmm. and people hear you. But when you start talking about I'm going to come to your place of business Mm -hmm. and I'm going to evaluate and I'm going to come in there and show you what you actually should be doing and be hands on with them. People love that. It it takes it to another level. Everyone can't. It's not a sit and get type person. Yeah. They need to actually, if I'm telling you this is how you should teach it, they need you to come into the room and actually teach it. Yeah. You know, live in action with their scholars, not us sitting in an auditorium and me constantly talking to you about what it should look like. Yeah. So that is what will set me apart from other people that are just really like consultants. It's more so of a coaching type consultant yeah. thing. Uh, eventually, because you got to be able to, I mean, you're going to be in so high demand. What is your plan for scaling? Are you going to be teaching other people how to teach these things? I, you know, I guess that's to come. We'll see what that looks like. I, I don't. I think it's going to get to my, than you think. To what, I, to what I'm doing, which is why I believe I was interested in one of the people that were called on to do that work for that company yeah, because sure. they saw it in me, 100%. right? So I would definitely need to see that same eye in somebody else, you mm. know, to to be able to say, you go do that work or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do know that I have a passion to still stay connected to the public school system mm. because I do believe that our scholars deserve people that want to be there yeah. and that are still fighting for them, you know. So I don't want to separate myself fully from the public school system yet um, because it's, it's, 
it's 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 even it's it's even worse now. You know, like yeah. you gotta have people as you think about the way we're navigating mm-hmm. through this uh, you know, virtual time and you know, mm-hmm. some people at home, some people in the school, this coronavirus, they really need people in there that are really fighting for what's in their best interest. So I don't fully want to separate from the public school system just yet. But um, this work, I mean, I'm open to where it's going to take me. Um, but to have someone to go out under me is just probably going to take a look. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because they have to be as well read and studied and yeah. digging into your discipline. Yeah. Like you, and that's gonna be that's gonna be really hard to follow. Yeah, I'm not, they're not not just like me, but but I want the same passion. I want the same drive. It can't be about yeah. money. You know, I never sure. did that work for that company because of money. I did it because I enjoyed doing it. I yeah. enjoyed. I, I would have teachers after my sessions get up, come up, and give me the biggest hug and just say, you know, you just brought life back to to mm. teaching for me. You know, mm. I, I really thought this was gonna be my last year, but I'm gonna stay on another year. You know. Those type of things are rewards for mm. going into these schools and doing this work, not just being like, oh, they're paying me this amount of money to come and do this PD with you all today. Right. Like, you need to PD, really change someone's professional PD? development. Okay, gotcha. You really need to change somebody, you know, but which, like, you would be the master or the, the head of when someone picks up your curriculum to go in and show them how to implement the yeah. curriculum, you know, because you're the the brain behind entrepreneurship yeah. in the writing of the curriculum. So, so when it I will be the same the, thing for you. So when I approach the school with the curriculum, like as soon as we finish it, a part of the package isn't here, you take it and teach it. It's like a, it, it's not a one-off speech, mm-hmm. right? It's like you go in to the entrepreneurial class or whatever, then I go teach the kids using the curriculum. Well, uh, one of the things that can be is either you're teaching them or you're teaching the teacher that te- that's yeah. teaching it. You know, I'm giving you all this many sessions of PD days mm-hmm. that's written, you know, with the contract, you know. Yeah. You're over the course of the year. Sometimes they'll buy the curriculum and say, you know, we want to, we want you here for five years. We want you here for three years, whatever, however many mm. years. And then over the course of that year, within this contract, you all will have three different PD sessions with me. Yeah. If it turns out to be an in-classroom type of coaching one-on-one session with the teacher and the scholars, then that's a separate line that you're writing. Gotcha. Right? And mm-hmm. it's a different price. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. As to me dealing with a whole group and then to me coming in and being specific with an individual. Right, right, right. Mm, that is awesome. Okay, so um oh so 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 last question is what do these schools need? Like why 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 would a school bring you in? What are some of the problems that we're facing in our education? So they have the option, all schools have options to go outside of their school to find consultants to mm-hmm. come in and work on different things. Um, that they see is a root cause after they do a root cause analysis. So if you say you have a, a one, I've done a root cause analysis on my school and my teachers don't know how to use data, then they can write that into their plan, their budget. They don't know how to use data. Yeah. Give me an example. So data. So when we take assessments and take diagnostic assessments, then it produces data. Mm -hmm. So from that data, do you know how to take that and actually 
implement it, leverage it in your classroom for student achievement, meaning I've differentiated some things because the data is telling me that you're on this level, you're on this level, you're on this level, you're on this level. Mm. I'm doing this instruction because this is what the data told me to do. Right. Right. And you can go in there and teach them how to use the data right. yeah. to you drive can, yeah. performance. Someone can come in and from, a out, from the outside and help with that root cause around the implementation of using data in the classroom mm -hmm. because it really drives everything. If you're not using data, then you're going the wrong direction. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but it could be, it could be around anything after you do a root cause, whatever the school needs, they may not feel like the district itself can produce, you know, the support. Mm -hmm. So they have the right to go outside and, and get another company to actually do that. But we buy programs all, every day, all day. Mm -hmm. So why would, couldn't it be some of us? You know, we buy programs right. all the time. Um, and the programs come with, you know, a consultant or somebody that actually gotcha. a program specialist that can come to your school and show you how to use it. Same thing. So you'll cre you'll create the program specific to that school's need. Right. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And eventually you'll have, you know, because you're going out on it. But you've written a bunch of curriculums, but you can't take them from you can't use. It just depends use. on sometimes you can do things that are universal. Like if you write one around Common Core mm -hmm. and. You know, that came out all these states and now the states have pretty much taken it and they say we're not doing Common Core. Like, for instance, Georgia is doing GSC, mm -hmm. right? Georgia Standards of Excellence. But when you take that and compare it to Common Core, they didn't change nothing but and, but, the, it. Same thing. Mm. It's not. So you can really write a curriculum for Georgia and then take the name off of it and put it for Atlanta Public Schools. And right. then put I'll put it for Cobb County Schools. I'll put it for Gwinnett County gotcha, Schools. Gotcha. Same thing. Mm, I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. So I, 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 I learned a lot and, uh, I just commend you for being a teacher that cares because yeah. I, I can firsthand attest that you don't do anything for the money. Like the money is not going to move you. Yeah. It has to do some good and it has to help people. Um, so I appreciate that. And on the, on another note, um, let me not get into it. Never mind. What? What nothing, other note? Nothing. I was gonna get what to your personal life. <laughs> and Can you if, stop if it? you're available <laughs> out here in these stop streets, it. my cut audience it. be wanting to know, cut man. Cut it right now, darling. Cut it. Because you got the ring, and that's on your uh, ring finger. And no, it isn't. That oh, is no. your ring finger. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. See, see. Wrong I, hand. I'm putting. I'm wrong hand. You see that? Which means hit stop, please. Yeah. <laughs> I get this every week. Every time I see him, this is this. I'm a fine, I'm and he a fine, forgets look. that he's already asked me this. That's no, the thing. I, and I asked you that, but it was just me and you. Okay, now hundred thousand people. And it's need better to know. be cut out. Uh, it's not that part. It's not gonna be cut out. All right, so um, you didn't answer it though, so it's, it's not bad. All right, so um, as we wrap up, I like to make um, predictions. Okay, so where do you see yourself, your life, your career? In the next five to ten years, because I'd love to look back at this video and say, yo, <laughs> Nisha said she was going to do it. We sat down in the studio and she said she's going to do it five years ago. So what do you think? Um, Maybe. I mean, I think thriving in, in, in with the best of them um, as it relates to around educational consulting. Um, I don't know if I, I can't really say that I'll be still tied to one school. Um, you know, I'll probably be out and about doing this work, building, building, educational consulting company. Um, Can I work for you? We got some work to do, but eventually, yeah. 
Um, I'll put you on the roster. Um, but you know, you're, you're picking up some things. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, it's it's all about who you keep your company with. You know, if mm. you're not learning from them, get rid of them. You'll be a good person to work for. I would I wouldn't work for too many people, but I'll work <laughs> for you. You know what I'm saying? You think so? I really would. I really well, would. that's good to know. That's good to know because I may have employees, and you know, in five years. Mm-hmm. In five years, I mean, I have no doubt that you know the work that I'm actually getting ready to step into is going to be probably more than I can bear, and it's going to be an overflow because I think I've done my time, and I and I always do right by people. That's just one of the things that. So when it's my time, I know you know, and I wait for my time mm-hmm. too. I don't you know try to jump in front of other people. Mm-hmm. I wait for my opportunity, so I know it's going to be an overflow. Like my cup is literally going to overflow. I agree. I, you know, I just, I could see, I could see it happening. Um, and then reaching back to get somebody else. That's in just everything that I do. I, I believe in, you know, it's not about me, you know, cause, because at the end of the day, God gets all the glory. You know, we, we, we just a vessel. So, um, you know, the, the glory belongs to him. He gives us the ability to be able to, you know, scuffle through all these tough times and still come out on top. So, um, I, I definitely believe in not being greedy and not look, going back and looking out for other people, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just not in my, just in my educational career. I, I think the same thing when it comes to fitness, you know, I mm-hmm. believe in sharing everything that has worked for me, mm-hmm. not keeping it a secret yeah. or asking you to pay for it. Um, because the hope is, is that you take it and, and take what you need and leave the rest for somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that somebody else picks that up and, you know, uses that same thing to, you know, let me pass it on to somebody else and pass it on to someone else. But, um, you know, building some type of an empire um, just for my last name, because it's, it's been a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it's Man. been a struggle. But, you know, I think it's all been worth it. Absolutely. You know, I'm 100%. not I'm not changing any of it. I'm not taking any of it back. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, thank one uh, again. Thank you so much for uh, just spending a little time with me and um and and sharing with our audience for the second time. For the, the second time, one. I'm I'm talking into this mic. Hello, <laughs> let's let's just take one, a moment yeah. before we leave. I want you all to know because yeah. the last time I came here, I had on. I remember it that because I remember I had on a um. Oh gosh, blessed. A vibe called blessed. Yeah, yep. a vibe called blessed. You remember, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, I remember. Right? We was right. up here chilling. It we was, was on late. the other side. Yes, we, we were. We were yep. on that side. We mm-hmm. were. On, it was just David and I here. We didn't have the audio person. Yeah, so it was just us. So he's he's. And he I hope I hope Aaron did the right thing with the audio. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If, that he, be... if he look, I almost got up. Did you see me? <laughs> did you see me? It would be so. Did ugly. you see me? I almost got up because. If if he did not do the right thing with the audio, I won't be back. She I won't be back. back. I think she'd be back. I so won't be back. Take a, it might Look, it'll take a little while. I but the good put a news price is, on the If I have to come back, it's a price. It's a price that he's gonna have to pay. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. Yeah. Not, I think we good. I think we good. I think Aaron is very capable. Aaron of been on audio. his cell phone, even uh, not yeah. listening, not paying attention. That's why I'm so if this doesn't work. <laughs> Aaron and David are in trouble. He's been on his cellular phone. I th- I Let me tell y'all what's going on over here at East Day <laughs> E-Complex, okay? The stuff I, that's set up in here, and then now we got the new mics and yeah, the man. lights. And that, since, is this interview over so that I can really tell about what's happening out here? How? Everything you say is recorded, okay? Oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much. Okay, I, I want you to get some words of wisdom together, okay, that you can share with either educators, parents, or scholars. Um, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, okay, the only network where entrepreneurs gather every single morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to learn the principles of entrepreneurship. And I think I need you on my call. So you do you have to be an entrepreneur to get on The Morning Meetup? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We t we're heavy entrepreneurship mm -hmm. or, you know, people who want to start something, they just don't know how. Oh, okay. But if you're in that environment, some people aren't entrepreneurs. They don't know what they want to do, right. but they join because they know they want something out of life and they need to be in that positive environment. Oh, okay. Okay. But I do want to get you on to be able to teach, maybe teach us how to learn, how to receive information and use it. Because mm -hmm. we, as entrepreneurs, we get a lot of information, but yeah. no one's ever teaching us how to apply. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that would be awesome. Okay. Um, so you want to close? Oh, let us, let them know how they can find you. Um, no, this, this, just keep that a secret. Your social media, <laughs> at least. You know what I'm saying? I'm not asking what bars you go to so they can pull I'm up not, on you in no, Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? You never no, know. She'll be no, on the streets like that. Man. Stop playing. None. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. My Instagram is uh, training the number for my life. Training for my life. I just got TikTok. Hey. Because I'm a big sister to a little sister for the Big mm. Brother Big Sister program, right? Mm. I got a little sister. Okay. So one of the things, one of our activities was that because we got to do everything virtual. So she was like, I want you to get a TikTok. And I'm like. You be dope on TikTok. I've been trying. Oh, my God. It's so hard. <laughs> She laughs at my progress, but I'm getting better. Right. I, I just started. I just started with okay. TikTok. Okay. A couple people have been hitting me up on TikTok, but um, that? it's gonna take a little while. Let me get used to what's happening on TikTok right. because okay. it's a. What's your TikTok? Is it the same training for my life? No, the, the name was taken. Um, so it's uh train. No, it's T four M L. Nisha. Just in case. T four M L Nisha. That's my name on TikTok. Okay. I did one before I came here, and man, it took everything I had. Let me let me make sure. That, Is that uh, it? It's T four M L Nisha. I'm on TikTok. Somebody came over there and said, "Oh my God, you're on TikTok now." I'm like, "Listen, work with me." No, this is <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this. Not this is not uh, Instagram right, now. Right. So just hold on, work work with me for a little while, sure. and I'll try to get you know, I'll try to get my TikTok game up. Okay, so training for my life on Instagram and. I'm training for my life on Facebook too. Office, okay, uh -huh. on Facebook, okay. And training T4ML Nisha on TikTok. Okay, all on right. And, and close out with a word of wisdom, either to educators or parents or scholars. Give us some words to live by. Um, I think in everything that you do, just know that two phrases that I always live by is that uh, nothing works but work. Um, you can try to find a way around it. You can try to find an easy route. And it's still going to lead you back to the work. Mm -hmm. You got to do the work. Stop trying to skip the work. Stop trying to skip the process. Stop trying to skip what's hard. You got to stay in the work. Don't run from the work. You know, endure the work. Endure the process. And then also remember that it's only you versus you. You know, you see me getting up every day doing this work. It's a million people doing fitness. I don't even see them. Like, mm -hmm. I literally, people sometimes will be in silent competition with you. And you don't even see them because mm -hmm. you're so focused on you. Like you are your only competition, you know, yeah. in anything that you do, be it your career, fitness, life, whatever in life, 
you only go against yourself. Be better today than you were yesterday. And I think that will help us stay centered and stay grounded and not start so many different things because we're worried about what everybody else is doing. Mm. I'm only trying to, if I, if I took 10 steps yesterday, I want to take 11 today. Mm. You know, you know, if I read two pages yesterday, I want to increase my reading. I'm, I might read two and a half today. Yeah. Right. So only look at what you've done and, and be better than that. Yeah. Nothing worse but work. Me versus me. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Make sure you follow. Oh, how can like a school district reach out to you? My 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 uh, email is my first and last name. Can do I need to say that yeah, on this yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah. You want? Yeah, do you know sure. my real name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Most people ignore it. They don't. They don't even call me my real name. They just call me training for my life. But it's Denisha Bolden at gmail dot com. But you know, also Bolden Consultant, consult consulting at gmail dot com. But yeah, Denisha Bolden. Um, you can also Google me um, as well. You popping out here? Listen. I've been on Google for a long time, you know, I try because I get tired of telling the story over and over and right, over and right, over. Right. It, it's literally, you know, people may think like it's like having a big head, but I'm serious. Google me. It's, it's just been, easier that way. It's yeah. easier that way. Sure. I've been in AJC, Oxygen, um, uh, Women's Health, uh, mm. just too many things, you know, to try to keep. Right, just, for just sure. Just Google for me. Sure. But, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Not in an arrogant way, just Not in an for arrogant resources. way at all. Just yeah. go to Google type Yeah, just go Google. Yeah, you can Google. D-O-N-E-S-H-A-B-O-L-D-E-N. It is. Yo, make sure y'all follow my sister. Okay, follow the journey and um, just be looking out for the consulting and her curriculums and helping your school district. Okay, so I love you all. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Go kill it. Peace. Peace. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. 
So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.